You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, greetings, everyone. This is another episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your host, Doug Thorpe, and today we're going to be talking a lot about customer experience. My guest is an expert in that area. His name is Jeff Janakovo. And uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Doug, thank you for having me. And you nailed the last name. So we're off to a great start. We are. There's a lot of syllables in that name that we... (laughs) (laughs) Syllables, yes. I always want to be sure I put the right emphasis on the correct syllable, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, Ellis Island uh, story behind that one. But if we get time, maybe we'll talk about it. (laughs) Well, good. So as is a bit of a custom here, tell the folks a little bit about your background and how you got into what you're doing these days. Yeah, so, I mean probably no different than most other guests, uh, 20-year journey in the entrepreneurial world. Uh, I've spent uh, two years of my adult life on a W-2 form. The rest of it is uh, 20 plus years of uh, being an entrepreneur, business owner. Um, you know, I've kind of done a little bit of everything from B2B, product development, OEM, retail, wholesale. Um, right now, I'm focused on uh, the retail business that I co-own, where I get to kind of use that as my lab for customer experience experiments. Um, so that's a retail mattress store in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And then uh, I do, for lack of a better term, consulting work, but it's really not that. It's about bringing uh, new ideas, new vision into well-run integrator-led businesses and, and really kind of be their ally to push through the constraints their industries put on them. Um, so in a nutshell, consulting, but it's bigger than that. And, uh, you know, I think that's a lesson folks should, you know, maybe the first thing we might dig into is, is to try not to put yourself into these one word answers because one word answers are easily Googled. Um, they're easily surrounded by free. They're easily commoditized. And, uh, if you can be real particular and real precise in who you help and how you help, I think that's, uh, I think that gets you down the road further, faster. You know, for a lot of us that are in the coaching, consulting, advising space, that is one of the hardest things to do because, Mm -hmm. you know, the term coach or consultant, most people do the gag reflex motion and say, let's move on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, when when you're a a genuine contributor in that space and, and actually can bring and provide value for people, it's important to be able to differentiate, tell the story, tell the message, and and get the word out there. But it's not unique to those people either. I mean, e- even other small businesses have that challenge of how do I differentiate and how do I explain that customer experience that you're going to get if you agree to come to come to use us for your need. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, through the, through the retail lens that I wear from time to time. Um, so I say it that way because I co-own the business Gardner's mattress and more in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, I, I say when I'm there from time to time, because I've built that business to have that business run for me. Um, and we, because of the great team we have and the system we have for the team, the systems we have for customers, I'm able to be there two days a week. Um, actually, uh, 
I was there last Monday and I was away this Monday. Uh, so really in, in, from Monday to Monday across two weeks, I'll be there for two days only because um, I was away for a vacation, a little mini vacation to Atlantic City with my wife. And then today I just popped in and out real quick around a lunch, uh, a give back lunch that I was a part of with some other business owners. And, uh, you know, that business is built around uh, the customer experience and around moving away from that commodity from just being another mattress store with a low price. Um, and, and it's there's a lot we can unpack there. So maybe maybe that's where we want to dig in. I like the question of how do I avoid my business becoming commoditized? Yep. Maybe that's an overly complex way to say it, but I, I do think many of the small business owners I've dealt with, they, they feel that downward pressure because as soon as you're a commodity, there's immediate downward price pressure. It, it becomes a bidding war and that's not a great place to be un unless that's just what you're really happy doing and you can somehow produce millions of w units of whatever that is. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, um, like a lot of the folks, uh, not a lot of the folks, but some that I speak to um, in the mattress and furniture space, they, they really have a hard time working past that price discount approach. Because why else would anybody buy anything? Well, gee whiz, you know, what what we sell in our businesses are launch pads to happiness. Our purpose in our business is to help our customers be a more productive, happier individual. So their families are better. Their careers are better. Our community is better. Because if we don't have a strong community to do business in, our business sucks. We're not, we're not going to do well. So if we can't get right with what we do, and what we offer, um, I think you become commoditized real quick. And if you're just going to decide to make an exchange product service for cash, well, Amazon's doing service. Costco does services. I mean, Costco can sell you an HVAC system. Amazon can sell you dental work, right? right. The, 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 the more actions you take, to be more and more transactional and supposedly remove the roadblocks, the more you play their game and not your game. Yeah, yeah. And those examples you gave are exactly what I was talking about. If you're an Amazon or a Costco, yeah, you can do millions of those transactions in a day. So, so what? So what if your margin is three cents on a, on a unit? <laughs> you know, you're doing 10 million of them over a month. Well, you know, that's real money. Right. Well, and what gets, what often gets left out of that conversation that I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you've brought up with your, your, in your other shows and the people you talk to is, you know, Costco has memberships. I mean, every quarter when they settle the membership account, the bank account fills up and they don't have to turn a light on. They don't have to have an employee unlock a door. They don't have to unload a truck. The membership bank fills up. And that's where they make the money. Uh, Amazon, actually, the, the way most consumers, anybody listening to this, the way most people even listening to this show, even as business owners, the way we all interact uh, with Amazon is not where they make their most money. They make the most of their money on Amazon Web Services. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and being the, the internet server farm for everything and anything you use in your day. 
You touch Amazon more in your day than you think you do. Yeah, heck, you might be using Amazon right now to watch and listen to this show. You just don't know it. Right. It's being brought to you through a server connection that they provide. Right. Um, you know, Prime, another uh, membership example. So, you know, yeah, you can work low dollar, low margin, but there's always got to be something behind it. And people lose sight of that. Like you can't play those games and not have those revenue generators. You know, you, you just you just cannot do that. But yet I see a lot of my peers in the retail space. They try to play that game and I always caution them not to. I mean, a mattress is, is a life improvement device, as I like to say. It, it, it is that launch pad to happiness. You know if you've had a bad night's sleep because you're upset in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that is. Well, and, and there's definitely documented science to that on the significance of a good night's sleep and quality restful sleep, not just closing your eyes. Yeah. So yeah. a lot, a lot goes into that. Well, what do you think the average entrepreneur struggles with trying to get through that mindset of playing that pricing game and, and allowing themselves to become commoditized? I think there's so many um, constraints. Uh, you know, let me say it this way: there's a lot of loud voices from the cheap seats in their business. Their peers that don't pay their rent. Their peers that don't live in their town, uh, their vendors that only care if their bill gets paid. Um, it's what their industry has always done. It's the way we do things around here, right? Um, so it's it, it becomes, well, I have to do it this way because this is the way it's done. But like, says who? Yeah. To me, I want to do fun things. I want to do unique things. I want to do things that really truly help somebody and make a transformation uh, for our guests. And you can do that through a commodity product. You just have to overlay an amazing sales experience, an in-store experience, a delivery experience, even the way you attract the, the, the experience people have with your advertising. You know, I mean, there's like, I'm, I'm a big, you ever watch the series Mad Men? Oh, yeah. AMC? Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, the opening episode uh, when, when Draper's on the carpet and he's just about ready to like hang himself because he doesn't have the ad campaign for uh, Lucky Strike Cigarettes. And he says, when he saves himself, he says, advertising is predicated on one thing, happiness. Well, happiness is an experience. So if people don't have a good experience with their advertising, what do you plan to give them in store? So yeah. like you can you can create experience through advertising. How I do that is through education. Like we write, we author guides, helpful buying guides, books. Um, we do it through education. That's an experience, and uh, it puts people on a path to get something different from us. So talk about that a little bit. It sounds like there's a lot of front end work that you're going through with your mattress business to create that knowledge and that education so that I'm, I may be projecting too far, but the average customer doesn't just randomly walk in your store. Right. Yeah. It was interesting. Actually, as I was leaving the store today, uh, when we recorded this episode, I overheard um, somebody say to my, and it was my sales manager who, who handled this up. 
uh, he'd said, uh, you know, I have 25 years in sales, so I know trial closes and I know ask, you know, probing questions and I know sales technique and process. So let's just cut right to it. And uh, my sales manager said, okay, well, well, what is that it? What, what would you like me to show you? Um, that customer found, and I also overheard, well, I'm going to go three other places. So that customer was most certainly not referred to us. And they most certainly didn't read our reviews. And for us, that's one of the first things we ask. Tell us why you're shopping for a mattress and who referred you or what about our reviews did you like the best? And when we have those answers, you know, we'll know we have somebody who, I, I hesitate to say qualified because if you're willing to come to our store, I, I want to be able to help you. But we know as a qualified guest, you've done your homework, excuse me. Uh, so for us, we're looking to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize for that. No worries. We can cut all that out. Not a problem. <clears throat> there we go. <clears throat> So for us that, you know, that qualified, that qualified guest, when we know that somebody hasn't just stumbled in, it is uncomfortable for that person who stumbles in because we, we like to have a connection through, through our advertising, through that referral, through somebody pouring over our reviews, because we'd rather have our customers kind of open the door, set the stage for us, than, than I just drove by and saw your sign. Yeah. Like that's the biggest uphill battle for us possible. Uh, we'd rather it be that more warmer introduction. Uh, when you talk about setup, like through advertising with our books. Yeah. If you've requested our book, you're, we love when those guests come in because mm -hmm. a, the, the whole marketing funnel has worked, right. Which you always like to see your funnels work. Um, we make these things in a vacuum and put, put them out there and then some work and some don't, but our book funnel works. And uh, I love when people get that book from us because we help them. I've had people get the book and they're like, you know what? We're going to wait six months because I improved my habits. I improved my sleep hygiene. I am sleeping better. I don't know if it's the mattress. I think it is, but I'm going to give it three more months. going to give it six more months. And ultimately, yeah. you know, ultimately the best habits and hygiene and routines and tricks and, and tracking devices are all great. They're all additive. But if you're doing that on a sleeping on the floor or on a marshmallow that doesn't support your bag, you're going to need to you're going to need to get the get the foundation, get that launch pad. So we'll help you in the in the future down the road. Yeah, you know, as you were describing all that, I was thinking of another dimension of it. There, you know, there's definitely something to be said for approaching the right audience, and I learned that concept. A very long time ago in my career, I took a, a college job, part-time job selling vacuum cleaners. Mm -hmm. And um, I happened to be selling the brand. It was called Rainbow Rex Air. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if how many people will remember that, but it uh, our particular model looked like R2-D2, the, yep. the, the little uh, robot. And um, it had a 
detachable base that was water. And so there were no bags and filters. The swirl in the cycle of the vacuum suction was essentially filtered through a water tornado. And all the particulates were pulled into the water and it turned into a really nasty gunk at the bottom of the pan. But but it was an incredibly hygienic device. Yep. And I had fumbled around and it was not cheap. I mean, it was, it was in today's Couple. dollars, it was probably a $1,900 vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I had fumbled and stumbled through part of my summer trying to doggedly determine to sell these things. And we had a girl in the office who was doing phone calling to set up our appointments. But one night I arrived at a house. I, I was living in San Antonio, grew up there. And there's of course a lot of military bases there. And I just happened to go to the house of an air force doctor. And he, for some gracious reason, had been willing to take the call and he and his wife were sitting there and I went through the whole demo. And part of our pitch was to talk a little bit about the hygienic value that there's, you know, you don't have yeah, a you're living in filth that's going to recirculate the dust through the pores of the bag. And he lit up and he said, that's essentially the air filtration system we have at the hospital. It's exactly how it works. And he looked yep. at his wife and he said, if we can have this at my house, I want one. He said, heck, I think I want two. <laughs> and um, so, of course, I was very excited and, uh, you know, yay. And uh, so we put the deal together and he did, in fact, buy two. But then more importantly, what he said, he handed me a book and he said, this is the doc this is the directory of all the physicians and technicians at my hospital call them they're going to want one of these <laughs> wow <laughs> and he said uh, i will begin spreading the word but you just start at the top go start calling because so i ran back to the office told the girl that was doing the phone calls i said don't call anybody but this book for me you know i don't mm -hmm. i don't want you making any other phone calls and i spent the rest of my summer just raking in the money um because i don't think any one of those guys turned it down not a single one right yeah i mean and and, and right there to to to, for for my business, if if a referral is is given, and we know that because we've asked you, you know, welcome in who referred you, or what about our reviews? Did you like the most? Um, you know, well, you know, Miss, Mrs. Engram did. Um, fantastic! That's a fantastic customer of ours. Uh, you know, what a great thing to have happen. And I guess that was early in your sales career. The oh, very early. I, I yeah. probably wasn't any more than 19 years old at the time. Yeah. There's, there's a, anybody that hasn't door knocked, uh, in their sales career is, has missed out. And, uh, it's a, it's a dying art form. It would seem for today's times, but there is something there about cold knocking a door nose to nose, toes to toes, even though the appointment was set, it's still pretty chilly. Um, there's something there. Oh yeah, most definitely. Well, let's uh, pivot a little bit, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about the other side of your business activity as you consult others. What uh, What is your usual entry point as you engage with others for the advice you give? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I kind of said it earlier on, I work with that integrator business 
well run, you know, enjoys the turning of the wrenches, as I like to say, they can manage people. Um, that's my entry point, you know, for me, what I want out of life through this part of, you know, uh, my time in the week and the month and the years that I have here on this earth, I want to be able to impact that business and, and, and help those people see where scale opportunities are, big growth opportunities are. Um, I kind of like help to get them to that the, that first cash event, as I like to say, and and maybe that's them moving into that investor seat in their business, kind of like I I am with the retail store. I don't yeah. go to the store. I don't go to the store to unload trucks. I talked for five minutes today about inventory. You know, we're going to count about a million, million two dollars worth of inventory in the next three weeks. I'm not counting a thing of it. Yeah, but our team will execute on it. Um, so that first cash event might be that shift into that investor seat, which I think is the most important first cash event, if you will. And I say a cash event because now the business is paying you. You know, you're you're not only being paid, you're generating profit and it runs for you. You know, the, the old analogy for dentists, if you're not cleaning teeth, how are you getting paid? Um, a lot of dentists still live that life, unfortunately. But uh yeah, well, I, I challenge people. What happens if you get sick? You know, I have a, uh, we, our, our original podcast date, I, I forget if you had to reschedule or I reschedule around upcoming knee surgery. But for me being down, I'll be down for about three weeks. I have a pretty involved process ahead of me and I'm not stressing out about it one bit because everything's going to work. And yeah. I think a lot of business owners don't look that far ahead. So for me, it's that that's probably the first entry point is finding somebody who is established that kind of needs that ally. You know, they know they know there's constraints around them about what the industry's saying, what what they can do, what they can't do. And like, you know, I've tested this, it kind of worked, but not the way I thought. And then that fear comes in, the I told you so's come in, the loud voices from the cheap seats come in, and they just get back to offering the 79 bucks come out and check out your house type of thing. You know, um, I mean, what I would do uh, if I'm an HVAC company is I, I, I'd be talking about all the ways you're actually impairing uh, the healthiness in your own home, kind of like your rainbow vacuum cleaner and the doctor immediately yep. recognized it. Yeah. I mean, forget forget the furnace. We'll fix that. Let, let's talk about how you're living in this disgusting hotbed of filth. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, a little, maybe a little more diplomatically said, but that would right. be the point. Right. Well, that would be the point. If you've got pets and you got kids, you got problems in your home with this system. Let's discuss it. Um, and, and that's those are the kinds of ways I come in and work with a business. Um, you know, as a, as another example, um, I worked with a deck builder, and I said, you know, people don't want to talk about two by fours in color. It's not what they're buying. They're buying memories with family and friends. Get with them about how they use their deck. Is this is this the husband's space to relax, get away from the wife? Yeah. Is this is this is this the space where family dinners are going to be had because they are an outdoor family, so they need a lot of free room for the table and the chairs? Uh, do they want to put a hot tub? Do they want to attach a pool to it two years from now? You know, get into how they're going to use this space. Who's going to take care of it? That 
gets you the upsell for the um the decking material the uh what's the name i'm looking for the trex like deck material i know there's many other brands but you know that's kind of the the coca-cola if you will um you know it, it's those kinds of questions it's that kind of sales process and presentation of what you can do that propels your business forward you know uh, if you can sell an amazing deck that enhances their weekend time together as a family, as opposed to a space that just needs to be freshened up because you're tired of splinters in your feet from the old busted up pressure treated two by fours, that's game changing because it's all the same labor cost. Right. Right. All the same cost to acquire that customer. <clears throat> yeah. But you just, you just, you just explode the revenue and the customer's happy to pay for it. Because they're going to love the time in their new deck space. Right. Well, it turns into more of an investment for that future happiness rather than some out-of-pocket expense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Well, Jeff, I tell you what, it's time to, for us to take a quick break. And we're going to insert a commercial message here. But, uh, folks, we're going to be right back after this. We've still got a lot more ground to cover. Hang with us. Business is all about solving complex problems as fast as you can create them. Become the best problem solver by leading others to greatness too. And the first step is going to DougThorpe.com. Doug Thorpe is known globally for coaching entrepreneurs and business leaders, improving their performance and the work output of everyone surrounding them. You can find health, wealth, and happiness by learning to lead others to health, wealth, and happiness. Go to DougThorpe.com now and order Doug's books or hire him to coach your managers. That's Doug, T-H-O-R-P-E.com. Well, all right, everyone, we're back. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm Doug Thorpe, and I am visiting today with Jeff Janakova, and uh, we are talking about your mindset about the way you create your customer experience for whatever it is you might be offering in your business. And for those of you that are going to watch us on a video stream, uh, Jeff in his background has a, a logo image. It's uh, his kind of theme and ticket. It's called the Big Ticket Life. And Jeff, you want to explain kind of the philosophy and the uh, nuts and bolts of that? Yeah, I mean, coming up with that brand, it was it was kind of thinking about, well, who do I serve? And uh, when I look at the clients that I've worked with and continue to work with, it's more big ticket type sales. So it is that deck builder that we just talked about. Uh, it is that HVAC company. I mean, how many times do you buy a furnace in your life? once or twice hopefully. Uh, <laughs> right yeah hopefully right um you know there's remodelers that you know they have a once in a lifetime customer that does an addition um you know in my retail business not many people these you don't buy mattresses seasonally so i i work with big ticket type companies and then i got thinking you know well how am i helping people um i help them do life on their terms and business on their terms and when we set their business up right and it's done their way that serves their customers, their team and them. Um, and, and I do speak in that order intentionally. It is that order. Um, Say that again nothing, one more time. When you serve your customers, your team and yourself, things work out real well. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing gets done until something gets sold. And if you're not selling at great prices and customers aren't exceedingly happy, you begin to struggle. Um, so it's customers, team, and life. But you, if you get your business right, then your life can be right. And you live this big ticket life where it's 
life and business on your terms. And you get to dictate how things get done. And that's not meant to be this adversarial, it's my way or the highway approach. It's, it's look, we, we have a process. We have a way to help you uncover what you're looking for in this purchase and that, that happiness in that purchase. Um, you know, I referenced the, the gentleman that, that came into the store just today as we recorded our show and putting us up against three or four other people. He was not referred. He hadn't seen our reviews. I don't know how it worked out. I'll get the download next week. But, um, you know, we we know how to help people with what we do. And our team, I've empowered our team to be able to, to uh, have a great process to uncover the need and, and find the fit. I, I think in 2022, if you're not affirming uh, and, and going forward in 2023, because we're recording this one in December, um, you know, if you're not if you're not setting yourself up and your business up to be in a position of affirming that you're the right fit, if you're still going down that hardcore road of sales and, and Benjamin Franklin closes and all of those kinds of things, I think you're giving yourself an uphill battle. It's uphill for your customers. It's uphill for your team. And it's real uphill for you. Um, affirmation is big because there's 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 good information out there, right? Yeah. I mean. Uh, some would argue there's too much information, but there's a lot of good information out there. Um, you need to help your customer like analyze a catalog and assess what's important for them because you do this every day. They buy, they buy an addition once in their life. They buy a furnace twice. They buy a mattress three or four times. That's not a lot. Right, right. Finding those uh, opportunities like that. Have you ever worked with anybody that runs a business that's in the tech space, doing like custom software development? Those are really big tickets for for companies. I actually have interest holding in in a company that's kind of in that space where we build. We have built. It, it's a business that's kind of on autopilot at this point in time. Uh, we're not really aggressing new business. We have a core customer base, but we we essentially have found our niche in um, developing CRMs for licensing organizations to manage uh, new licensee acquisition, legal onboarding, getting them off to the races, following the program, et cetera. Um, that business evolved into what it is from selling uh, basically a CRM solution to a business owner to better understand their business, plug the holes in their bucket, so to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, and those were, those were 25 to $100,000 sales. Um, some had revenue share tied to them. Some didn't. Um, there was one, one client chiropractor in, in LA advertising on KTLA, like the most expensive television station in the nation right um basically the throughput of all leads 96 percent of all leads was dropping through the bottom uh nothing happening and i said i bet you we can get to 12 percent or 12 percent close we can triple your business and we did that and uh that was really great that went really well until uh we found out that the business closed because they didn't pay the postal bill for the direct mail we put it into place. <laughs> so wow. the lesson there is lesson there is always kind of do a deep dive and a background on when you're getting in a revenue share opportunity with somebody, uh, do a background check. 
Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the, the post office likes to get paid, and if you don't pay the postage bill, things go things go south pretty quick. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that yeah. can be true for almost any bill of, mm-hmm. of, of any significance in the business. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I asked the the question about the technology because obviously in today's modern economy, there's a lot of technology play out there. Yep. And there are a lot of businesses that are trying to serve various uh, segments and niches to provide custom solutions. And that's a really big ticket sale and sometimes hard to hard to market because it is custom solutions. So uh, not no disrespect, but everybody goes to bed at night, you know, so a mattress is kind of a a common need that could be uh, significant for everybody. But I really like your point. You've got to look at all of that. Why do we go to sleep? Well, it's, you know, there's a reason that our bodies need to, the rest and recovery time. So you get into that, but you get into these other niche industries like technology, um, other kinds of design and specialty and, they're big ticket items, but it's sometimes hard for those owners to figure out how to scale. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think what ends up happening is somebody who's offering you a technology solution, you know, customize is a word that sounds fancy. It sounds like it's going to be made for me. Uh, and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. I, I challenge, uh, I have these conversations often especially through like a CRM conversation or a specialized tech tech solution conversation, I I just kind of challenge back and say, you need to figure out the strength of your team and how they're going to work with this solution. Because if the solution ultimately is going to upend what your team does best, it's going to be that uphill battle. It is going to be an uphill battle. You will, you, I try to be optimistic. I practice optimism in my day. Um, uh, but you will fail with this. You will struggle with this. You know, if if it is in fact a customized solution, I would instead take the time to sit down with the person selling it and say, I want you to spend time with these key people on my team. And I want you to observe how their day goes. And I want you to have discussions with how their struggles can be fixed with what you're proposing. And, and then whatever those answers come out of that process, that's what you then go build. That's what you then go buy, whether yeah. it's off the shelf or custom. Yeah. Because you try to throw something in that just upends the process, upends the workflow, upends the culture and the way you work, it's going to fail. Yeah. You know, it Well, it in the one, the one big area where I see those customized solutions becoming very valuable is the situation where a business has grown up to a certain scale, you know, perhaps, you know, multi-million dollar topside. But the way they've gotten there is by bolting together several pretty independent mm-hmm. systems. And now you've got a very clunky process to book everything, flow the work through the process you'd like to deliver on. And now it's time to connect all those dots and put them into one coherent platform that can, where all the data points are talking to each other and and there's a consistent flow without all the redundancy of entry. 
I've got one client right now who's in the process of doing that. They've invested in the development of a custom system, and what they're overcoming is their disparate systems. One transaction has to be entered three different places. Mm. And it's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Yeah, that's rough. And as you can imagine, with human intervention in that, do all three entries get done exactly the same way with the exact same value and and accuracy? And the obvious answer is not always. (laughs) Yeah. Where? Yeah. What system are you counting inventory in? Which system are you counting payables or receivables in and from? And oh, that sounds uh, that sounds like a heavy lift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think the average business and that you know start out to a million, two million space kind of has the almost has to do that um because the you know the the uh financial you know doesn't make financial sense to go get something enterprise maybe not but if you've got that vision of here's where I want to go and here's what I'm missing out by not making this investment you know well then it makes sense right. um you know uh a, a similar and analogy in, in the retail business, we spent six figures plus on a infomercial. Most people at my level, you'd say that's crazy. But until I share with you, I have an existing licensing network of other independent dealers that already license some of my marketing content. So while on the surface, that infomercial for one location in Lancaster, Pennsylvania seems exorbitant. What I've been able to do subsequently is develop marketing around that, that I can drop in to Lancaster, California, Lancaster, Ohio, all the (laughs) Lancasters, all the towns across the nation of those in my current network and those that I can acquire to be in the network. And I can say, I can bring you customers. Because at the end of the day, whether you're a business coach, a consultant, you do what I do, it doesn't matter. The name of the game is leads and sales. Yep. So if I can bring you sold customers at a five to $12,000 clip, then I take a piece of the, I spend the money to acquire what you get back to me or what I send you in fulfillment covers my cost to acquire plus profit. And you're still happy because I've now brought you a customer that you spent no money to acquire. All you need to do is fulfill. Well, that's a great deal. And I'm very happy with that because I'm fanatical about the experience. And it's been the thing that's held me back from growth is because I see my counterparts like a sleep number or a Tempur-Pedic. You look at their reviews. Um, I guess I should say it's just my opinion for the lawyers of the world, but you can look at their reviews and you can see where the good ones are and where the bad ones are. And they revolve around the in-home experience. So my growth has always been in my mind hampered because I know what that third party logistic looks like. And it's awful. It's a terrible customer experience. If you're going to spend $10,000, $12,000 with me or more, if you're going to spend $3,000 with me or $1,500 with me, I'm going to treat your home right with respect. There's going to be people you can trust in there because we're in your bedroom. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when was the last time you had anybody in your bedroom other than your spouse? You just don't. Yeah. You know, so for me, 
the, the experience transcends from advertising in the store to the home. So bringing in great partners, now I can get over that hurdle in my mind because they can fulfill because it's their backyard. It's their customer. They care. Plus the logistical back end of it. I don't have to worry about trucks, distribution centers, none of it. Right. Right. To me, yeah. that's like kind of the definition of business on your terms. Yeah. I can grow, but I can grow my way. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Very smart. I've got one point of curiosity in your background. You got a little poster that has a 97% and a 3%. Yeah. What is that about? So 97% who quit are employed by the 3% that never gave up. Ah, <laughs> I like that. It's basically um, a tweak on the 80-20 rule. Yeah, yeah. It's I the like second, that. second fractal of 80-20, thereabouts. That's a, yeah. That's a that's a great message and reminder. And, and you know, there, and this is going to be a tangent on our topic, but just thinking about entrepreneurship in general, it's that tenacity that has to be there. You, you're going to, it does. If, if you're in the audience right now thinking about starting a business, I would encourage you to do a gut check. You know, what is your personality wired to do? Do you have a level of tenacity that you can overcome some disappointments and, and the answer being no, time and time again, because it, it, it's not a question of if, but, you know, when those things happen, you are going to feel like giving up. And uh, it's that dogged determination and tenacity to figure it out and move on. And it may come down to the fact it was your idea that wasn't a good one. So now you need to adjust and mm -hmm. uh, hang with it. Don't stop, but, you know, just get some help, go figure it out and keep moving. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of Reddit. I like how Reddit is set up. Aggregates people of all different interests, all different walks of life into one spot. So I like the F150 Reddit. I like the Philadelphia Eagles Reddit. I like uh, Entrepreneur Reddit. And there's often posts in there about how do you guys do it. I like to go out on a Friday night, and sleep in on the weekends and you know i like to have free time well that can happen but if you're bootstrapping something it ain't gonna happen to start and you're gonna have to get over that right right you know um if you're if you're fortunate to be connected to some liquidity uh to investors you know okay yeah maybe you get weekends off maybe but if you're bootstrapping this thing, you got to be committed. I think the biggest thing I learned along the way is uh, the sacrifices is you, you're going to, that 97, 3%, what exists in there is your friend pool. If they're not in that entrepreneur space like you, there's going to be, unfortunately, some distance there because uh, they're, they're not going to understand. And there's just going to be this natural divide that's created. It's not intentional on your part or their part. It just happens. Right. No, I and agree it, it's with just you. On, yeah, it's just unfortunate. You know, I've worked to try to f keep those relationships alive and foster it, but it's like you become two different species of people. And <laughs> I I really guard my inputs, um, you know, the conversations I have, the people I hang out with. Um, I really guard that because it, it, it brings you down in these subconscious ways 
and you find yourself doing things, if you, if you hang around people that aren't success oriented, aren't progressive minded, aren't hard charging, all of a sudden you find yourself making excuses. Yep. And then those excuses yep. turn into habits and, and then all of a sudden your business is gone. Right. Very wise, very good advice. And you know what, Jeff, on that note, I think we are going to put a bow on this and wrap it up. Sure. But thank you so much for sitting in. Hey, if um, people want to somehow get a hold of you directly, what's the best way to do that? Well, uh, you did a great job announcing the name, but I don't make anybody else figure out my last name. So <laughs> you just go to thejeffg.com. And that's a real simple, singular website. Um we touched on some of the things I do. There's a handful of other things I'm involved in there. Uh, if anything resonated with you, it's kind of like, remember those old choose your own adventure novels we read in school? You know, if you want the hero to go down the cave, turn to page 27. If you want him to climb the mountain, page 42. It's a choose your own adventure thing with Jeff. TheJeffG.com. Just go there. You could be a Facebook friend. If you're a LinkedIn person, we can connect there. You want to talk mattresses, go there, big ticket life, follow the podcast, your choice, thejeffg.com. That's awesome. Well, we will have that information in the show notes, folks. And one last time, Jeff, much appreciated. Thanks for sitting hey. in. Yeah, thank you, Doug. With that, we are going to wrap this up. I always want to remind everybody that if you're listening to us on your favorite streaming service, we do have a video version of this over on link. I started to say LinkedIn. It's not on LinkedIn at all. You, you won't find it there. It's on YouTube, channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Just hop in. Might want to subscribe or hit the bell or uh, uh, leave us a comment. We'd love to engage with you and, and talk about things. So for now, we're going to sign off, say goodbye, and hope to see you again real soon. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.